0: Oh, dogs! Seriously, just annoying little children that eat everything and ingest it before you can fix it, and mm-hmm. usually you're able to pass it. Just quiet, sleepy children. Oh, come on, that are cute and free. Also, forgive us; we are uh, all getting over colds, <laughs> and our neighbors' dogs are barking. Hello animal lovers! Welcome to my podcast where I geek out about animals. I'm Nicole and you are listening to Animal Facts. This podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears, specifically young ones. And I just want to remind everyone that I am not a professional, just an animal enthusiast because I just love learning about them. I think they're so cool and they can do so many cool things. Some things I say may just be my opinion and sometimes I am misinformed or sometimes I am just straight up wrong. So forgive me, I am only human after all. But please email me at AnimalfactsPodcast at gmail.com so I can correct myself and I also have the chance to learn from you. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy! You ready?
1: I'm ready. <laughs> my body is ready.
0: Oh, for sleep? Because that's what my body's ready for. <laughs> Welcome animal lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole and our guest this week is the most recurring person ever (laughs) hello it's josh it's josh yep my (laughs) hubby he's just my go-to person to always record with when i'm either one too lazy to find someone or just haven't been able to for whatever reason yep so usually he's just a good filler (laughs) i have a very limited amount of friends and family Happens. I'm antisocial and I don't like to talk to strangers. <laughs> and yet yeah, I do podcast. <laughs> right. So there's that, but it's fine. Anyways, so Josh is joining us this week, and it's a special week because it's Animal Facts Podcast one year anniversary. One year. You guys You've been have doing lis- this for a whole I know. year. Oh, you guys have been listening to my voice for a whole year, and Jayla's, and Josh's. And now everyone else who joins me. But you've been listening to me for a year. Geek out about animals and just be amazed by all the cool things they do. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sticking around and joining. Whatever. I'm happy you're part of this. So for the one year anniversary, what is one exciting thing? that has happened to you over the last year or just one thing that's happened to you over the last year
1: when is this episode coming
0: out uh the end of april why do you want to say the baby yeah you can say the baby <laughs> By then it'll have we're been pregnant announced. again <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: having our second child
0: yeah we got pregnant <laughs> yeah
1: baby making machines every
0: year it didn't take us very long we thought it would take longer yeah and then we were like oh that was fast
1: Yep, i mean that's what happened last time too
0: we yeah it was like (laughs) we were told by my doctors not to get pregnant because i was going through some medical stuff and then it was like oh Whoops! We already are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We were all prepared not to, and then it just had already happened. Yep. And we weren't even trying for very long. We weren't even like trying, trying. We were just like not preventing. And the same thing happened this time. We were like, Yeah, maybe. We'll just stop preventing. We'll just stop. We'll We'll see what happens.
1: It will happen when it happens. I'm not gonna actively try, but
0: already suddenly pregnant. Yep. (laughs) Which it's exciting. It's very wanted. So yeah, second baby. Woo! <clears throat> we just recently told our family.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess that's both of our answer. What? That's what? not fair. Rude. That was what I was gonna say. Well, too bad. Fine. You let me go first. I did let you go first and I gave you permission to use it. Over the <laughs> you year. Said, no, that's mine. I <laughs> would have picked true. something else. That's true. Over the year. What is something <laughs> exciting? Well Quinn had puppies.
1: Quinn did have puppies. We got a a new pup.
0: That was within the year.
1: Yep.
0: I don't know. A lot has happened over a year. Yeah. I published a new book, kind of. I made Scrunchy Buddies Volume 2, which was pretty fun. I don't
1: know. Little comic book.
0: Honestly, I've been taking it pretty low key the last few months as I've been pregnant with morning sickness. It's been really rough which is also why josh is the guest because yep. i'm just too sick to have anyone over i just want to throw up all the time you guys <laughs>
1: the joys of crying a human
0: seriously i like naps i think i have found a new love for naps <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm always trying to get you to nap i know
0: which is probably a bonus for both me and josh so napping mm-hmm. there we go that's finally. something exciting over the last year i finally learned how to take naps <laughs>
1: After my prompting for the last five years.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay. So, for this episode of the one-year anniversary of Animal Facts, I could have done so many different things. I could have just stuck to our normal regimen of do Regimen? Is that right? Yeah. Cool. Of doing, like, one animal and giving you all cool facts about one kind of animal. Routine
1: is probably a better word, actually. Probably. But
0: still, the typical routine. But... I didn't want to, and so I was like, well, how do I incorporate it It with a one-year theme? Like, do I do animals that only live for a year? (laughs) (laughs) Do I do animals that, like, have a significant thing about them with, like, a year? You know, so many things. But I have decided that I'm actually going to give you a bunch of different news stories about animals over the last year. Mm. So it's a year of animals. Cool. Yay! Yeah. So basically... (laughs) scoured the internet for like the last year of different articles that had something to do with animals. Big
1: news for animals. Yeah.
0: Kind of, sort of. Some of them are big news. Some of them are just funny stories I found. I tried to steer clear of the sad ones because I wanted it to be uplifting. (laughs) Um, some of them are going to be like really quick stories. Some of them are a little bit longer, but it's basically just a year worth of animal stories that I found in the news. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's 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 our theme. Cool. So there's no real drum roll because you can't really guess what this episode's about because <laughs> it's about a lot. <clears throat> so yeah.
1: well, Drum roll anyway.
0: Drum roll. <laughs> Let's get this on the road. <clears throat> All right. So our first story of a year of animals know, is that a new dinosaur species was found in Australia, and dinosaurs mm-hmm. are animals people. <laughs> cool. cool. So the newly classified species known as hm an AustroTitan Australiotitan. Um Cuperinisus uh and it was nicknamed the Southern Titan. Now ranks among the 15 largest dinosaur specimens found worldwide. Cool. Um, it once stood more than 16 feet tall and is as long as a basketball court. Um And it's been confirmed as the largest dinosaur ever found in Australia. So that's cool. pretty big news and exciting for Australia. Um, it was first, like, nicknamed and known as Cooper. Um, and when they first discovered it, it was kind of estimated to be like 16 to 21 feet tall and measuring about 98 feet long. And it is a type of like giant sauropod, plant eating like dinosaur. And it's characterized by its like elongated neck, long tail and very large trunk like legs. So basically a long neck. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. Yep. So that's one of them. That's the first story. We have a lot more to go. 16 feet tall.
1: So, <clears was throat> a good way to visualize that, the typical ceiling height, at least in the U.S. and stuff, is mm-hmm. 8 feet. Right. So, think double that.
0: Like a two-story building. Or vaulted ceilings of a two-story house. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. then a long as a bicycle. It's a big dinosaur. Yeah. But also... Not, and it's only among the fifteen largest.
1: Yeah, so it's not necessarily the tallest. There's plenty that are a lot taller. Yeah. But it's large. How wide is it? I don't know. I just have Height
0: Sixteen feet tall and ninety eight feet long. Dang. As long as a basketball court Yeah, basketball court is big. Yeah. Okay, your second story? Is Florida zoo announces the birth of a southern white rhino, yeah, so some of them are animal birth stories um, so the zoo says that the white rhino population has dropped in the like in the early twentieth century between fifty to two hundred, but conservation efforts made the population increase to about twenty over twenty thousand in Africa. um white rhinos are still classified as near threatened, so having them like be able to like be a part of the conservation efforts of having babies in the zoos are super important, mm-hmm. um, and so it was Zoo Tampa, and it was actually their eighth baby rhino born since they started the program. I think um, the calf is a female, and she and her mom are doing healthy. They're she's almost a year old now because she was born in June, and they named her uh, Adi. I think it's Adi. It's A H A D I. So yeah Audie body. body maybe i don't know I. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. i
0: don't know. but a baby rhino was born and we like babies <laughs> um your just next story a just video, is gray wolf pups were found in colorado for the first time since 1940 Dang. yeah the gray wolf species was eradicated from Colorado in the 1940s and hasn't been seen again in the area since um, one of them was named Jane arrived in the state in 2019 and then because they like found her and then they named her Jane and then following her in 2020 a male arrived and they named him John. So Jane and John are the first like two gray wolves to return to Colorado in years. Decades. Um, yeah, Decades. <laughs> And now they have their first pups, Cool. Um, which is Very a huge cool. milestone with their reintroduction of the species into the state. So in November, they also, the Coloradians, voted on a ballot initiative that would require the state to work on a plan to continue to reintroduce, restore, and manage the gray wolves in Colorado, um, hopefully by, like, later, no later than the end of 2023. So they're on track. Cool. Yeah, and then with the most recent sighting, it gives a lot of people like a lot of hope. And it shows that the it's like the restoration effort is well underway.
1: Yeah, and that's cool that they voted to have like,
0: oh, yeah. protection for them. Yeah, so here's where that's it gets cool, cool too, because in October of twenty twenty it was announced that the grey wolf would be removed from the federal protection um, under the Endangered Species Act. So, nationwide, the rules on the gray wolves have changed, and that, like, went into effect of January 21st, 20, 2021, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but because of that, so in Colorado, they're still considered a protected species because they're trying mm-hmm. to bring them cool. back right. to Colorado. So, even though, like, federally, they are no longer, longer going to be protected under that act, um, in Colorado, they're still, like... No. <laughs> cool. You are not allowed to hunt this animal. Um so capturing or killing a gray wolf in the state is punishable by a fine of $100,000 and or jail time plus the loss of your hunting license. Cool. So, don't go um, hunting the gray wolves in Colorado.
1: Gray wolf in general, how are they doing as a species? Are they
0: I think they're on their way well back. Up okay. since Which they were probably that? protected, but I can recheck. It, it is now a least concern.
1: Okay, cool. So, so they're doing good on their as a species. mm mm-hmm.
0: just... But I think because they used to, they be, used to be regularly in Colorado, but then they like eradicated them from so much right. hunting and just kicking them out, basically mm. that they're now trying to be like come back because they're important to the future mm. and the yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. So Very cool. they want them back. Yeah. So they're working on it. And it's, it's, it's a, happening. Yeah. John and Jane had some babies. Jane and John. Jane and John. John and Jane. Jane. Should have been Jack and Joe. <laughs> anyways. Very John innocent. Doe. Jane Doe, though, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So, anyways. Doe. Even though they're wolves. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, your other story is a giant panda gives birth to twin cubs in a Tokyo zoo. Um, which is the first panda birth in four years at that zoo. So Tokyo got some babies. Nice. Yeah. The twins are a male and a female and their names are Xiao Xiao and Lele. Cute. Yeah. And they uh they were born like right in the beginning in like the middle of COVID. So they weren't on display for a good long while. I think they just recently went on display back in like January for a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. but only like very very limited so not many people have been able to see the twin cubs yet
1: yeah gotta introduce them slowly since they're not used to it from birth yeah plus uh, covid (laughs) stuff
0: yeah so because animals still can get sick and other diseases too so they're just trying to keep them super super safe and protected because pandas are an important thing and having babies i guess in general like breeding pandas in captivity is really hard because yeah. females only go into heat like once a year and they can be pretty picky about their mating partners yeah so but yeah she had twins they're all doing great um here's a funny story but also a tad sad but mostly funny um 40 cows Escaped from a meat packing facility when a gate was accidentally left open. Oh
1: no. <laughs>
0: so there was a stampede. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Of cows running away from the meat packing facility. That's fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, however, because they are not tame cows <laughs> and it was a stampede, um, one person tried to. I mean, I find it kind of idiotic, but one person tried to capture one and he got trampled trampled and injured pretty bad um nice but then there was also like a bunch there's like a ton of videos of this of people like in like their streets like what of all these like cows just running down the street um and one cow just, like charged and like like charged a family and knocked a few of them over mm-hmm. um but they only got like minor injuries so they're all okay but that cow got shot <laughs> which is fair yeah it was a little a little crazy um, but then after, like, a while of chasing all the cows, they were able to corral them into a cul-de-sac, and it, like, took, I think, like, cowboys. an hour, or, yeah, like, after more than an hour of them being chased into a cul-de-sac, they, uh, were able to then capture 38 of the remaining cows and, and return them, I think, um, so but one loose. was still, one was still loose, Yeah. So they okay. shot, one, shot one, they caught it. the thirty-eight, and then one was still on the move.
1: Did they ever find it? Or is
0: it I don't gone? know. That's all I got on the okay. story. That's funny.
1: <laughs> one of them made it out.
0: One of them survived. Hung out in somebody that's else's so yard and funny. became a pet. <laughs> Who knows? So funny. Yeah. hmm That's great. So, um, your next story is a snake escaped a Louisiana zoo, and then after two days of searching, it was found in a shopping mall. <laughs> yeah, is um, Harry Potter, is <clears throat> there. <for> the zoo? <laughs> so, because of its escape and its time away to be found, it ended up causing a two-day closure for the zoo. Um, and the snake was a twelve-foot Burmese python, so like one of those yellow Dang. pythons. Uh-huh. Um, her name was Kara. And she was found within the walls of the mall, um, like in the ceiling area, (laughs) because they were working with like animal tracking experts and they were able to find some evidence that that's where she was. They were able to find her. Luckily, she wasn't poisonous or anything, so she didn't really pose a huge threat to the public. Um, And I looked up that like zoo and it's actually more like an aquarium and it's actually like located in the mall. So it ah, makes sense, like why she was okay. found in it. So she didn't like okay. slither like down a highway or anything. She gotcha. like escaped she her realm incredible. of this mall and mm-hmm. was found like in a different section of the mall. Gotcha. So okay. it's and still funny. In roof
1: somewhere. <coughs> anything, I guess not the roof, the
0: mm-hmm. ceiling. Yep. So, nice. but still funny.
1: Yeah, that's
0: good. The pictures of them finding her are great. <laughs> They're just pulling out this like, oh, giant that snake. Me of that
1: TikTok <laughs> I told you about. There's a TikTok of there's these um, pest control people that use a snake to get mice out of the walls or out of the house. So they cut a little like one and a half inch by one and a half inch square that the snake can perfectly fit into and just feed the snake into this wall.
0: So creepy. And then they stick a five
1: gallon bucket under the hole and mice just start popping out the hole. They just start climbing out, climbing out, climbing out. And the bucket gets like halfway full, and they swap it with another bucket, and just that one starts filling up so with mice or rats, one of the two, I don't remember. And just fill them fill fill both. Up. And then after a while, the mice stop coming, and then the snake just pops his head back out, and they pull him back out. Like, it's such a cool way to. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) to do that, because you can be sure that there's no more mice in that wall. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that snake will find it.
1: (laughs) Instead of like setting traps and waiting for them to come out and trying to smoke them out, just send a a trained snake in. Yeah, that will I'm sure snack on a few of them and scare the rest of them out because they're all trying to flee from the snake. Yeah, so they just catch them all and. Yeah. And then when the snake's like, oh, there's no more food, he comes back out. Yeah, so <laughs> it's crazy. so fantastic. You should so do that cool. for your
0: mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they
1: finally got rid of all of them there, though.
0: I hope so. Who I don't knows? know. They
1: always keep coming back every
0: once in a while. Yeah. We'll hope so. Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope for their sake. Yeah.
1: I think they've had rats and mice at different points in time.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine them being there at the same time. like the rats would just kill the mice.
1: They had rats at one point, and they got rid of those, finally. I remember when they finally caught the mama rat, because they were getting into the, they were under the house, and they were going out of the wall into the garage to get dog food. Right. And so, my stepdad just put these traps between the, the, what?
0: Wasn't it like with peanut butter and dog food? Yeah.
1: So he put the traps like between the washer and dryer where they were kind of coming out and he would bait them with, he'd smear peanut butter on the paddle and then put pieces of dog food on the peanut butter.
0: Right.
1: And that's how he baited them. But one day he came home and one of the traps was missing and he was like, what? And there was like a trail of blood. Right. And the it was the mama rat because it was huge.
0: Yeah. Seems that had like big.
1: got caught, but it was so big it survived. And it crawled like halfway across the garage before it died. Yeah. And then after that, it, we caught a few more and they were done.
0: Nice. Because there was no
1: mama rat to make more anymore. It's true. So, so
0: crazy. It's yeah, crazy it how quickly they produce too. It yeah. is so crazy. It's crazy. I remember one time we caught one and uh, it chewed off our hands. Like... To get out? Yeah. Because it was a yeah. sticky trap and it just. Not, the sticky it's... trap was like halfway gone and like. Part of its little foot was there. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gross, it's yeah. pretty gross. Pretty <clears throat> All right, you know what? You do what you have to do to survive, I suppose. Yep, anyways, better lose a limb than your story. life. 127 hours, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in South Korea, animal abusers will soon face. I don't know if. It's already an act or not, but within the last year, um, we will soon face a harsher punishment for um, abusing animals, cool. which is great, because um, they're going to amend its civil code to grant animals legal status. So recently, or like before, they were viewed as like objects so people could abuse them, and then when they got reported, they'd be like, well, it's my object. I'm allowed to do what I want with my objects. So then people could get away with it. um, Like, really bad things. <laughs> Um, but because of a bunch of other people fighting for it, they're now going to amend that. So they're not going to be viewed as objects anymore. Um, so they'll be able to be living
1: things. Exactly.
0: So they'll be able to be punished more accordingly and to more severe things based on the abuse that they were like Mm. caught with. Um, and it's also, their planning is to help also regulate the system better. So it's not going to be as easy to get a pet. You actually have to kind of follow up with things. So like licensing and like health checks and stuff. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, I'm sure. Animal abusers to not. Yeah, because I mean I don't really want to bum it down with the story that I wrote, but it was basically this guy had his like they, he just didn't want the dog anymore, so he had like his kids go bury it alive. Oh. <laughs> and they found it. Um, and it's alive and it's oh, fine. They didn't find it dead. They found it alive because they like saw or heard something. So they found it. And then when they went to go punish him, he was like, it was viewed as his object. So he wasn't punished. But in the future now, he will be punished severely. Yeah. For that thing. And like other people Oof. who've done similar, worse. What or an awful worse.
1: way too. Like, right. Send it to the farm. <laughs> like Just come take on. it
0: to a vet or a shelter. Yeah. Like, yeah. they'll find a home for it because it was a perfectly healthy dog. Yeah. But yeah, they showed pictures of the dog and Like, if you're a horrible totally person, okay. at
1: least shoot it, so it put it out <laughs> of its misery. I mean, rather than bury it alive. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, don't do that either, but I'm saying, like, just if you're go, that person.
0: Just go, I don't think those people listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I, everyone here are animal lovers. I highly
1: doubt it. Yeah, who would right. be like, just give it to me. Yeah. I'll take the dog. Seriously.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Just give it to me. I don't care if I have a house full of like 20 animals. As long as they're not being sent to death, I'm okay. Right. I'm happy to save them. Just give it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. But no. The dog's okay. Survived. Good. Taken well care of now. Good. So, in a better home. Yeah. Everything's fine. And because of those kinds of things, they're changing the rules. So, your next story. It's a lot funner and happier. That I mean, that was a positive already. thing, though, yes. because yeah. of some harsh things. A yeah. positive thing is coming out of it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, less harsh things will be happening. Good. Um, so, your next story is a horse escapes the racetrack and runs down the Kentucky Highway. Oh, nice. <laughs>
1: is it the Kentucky Derby?
0: Um, I'm not sure if it was the Derby, but it was definitely a horse race. Cool. So, I don't know if it was the Kentucky Derby, but. The horse's name is Bold and Bossy.
1: Excellent. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> race horse names are always so
0: funny. I know. They're so great. I love it. Um, so Bold and Bossy was minutes from starting her very first race when the horse in front of her started to, like, was buckling and playing. Um, and the ruckus caused her to fall. And then when she got up, she just bolted because her trainer, like, rider wasn't holding her anymore from the kerfuffle. Um, so she just bolted. And then people were running after her. Some people were using pickup trucks to chase after her. And she just ran for miles and miles down the highway. That's fantastic. Um, and after about 30 minutes <laughs> of nice. her just running, she finally, like, tuckered out. And then they were able to, like, calm her down. So a couple of the police officers and horsemen were able to calm her down and, like, get a rope around her and, like, get her back to the stadium or the tr- the horse track. the racetrack and then um a veterinarian was seen like administering liquids to her in her stall to like make sure she (laughs) was well hydrated and everything as uh she ran pretty far pretty fast yeah (laughs) and the the i don't know who said it but one quote was like we don't know if she'll ever race but one thing is clear she can definitely run (laughs) so if they can Get her to be used to races. Maybe they'll get her to race. But she can sure run, bold and bossy. I love it. Uh-huh. Escaped and had her own little race. Yeah,
1: that's pretty bold, right?
0: She's just chasing her with pickups like down the highway. Yeah. There's like a video of somebody like they're like stopping their cars and there's just like a horse running past them. And they're all just like, "What?" <laughs> just like, running down the highway. That's so awesome. luckily she wasn't hit. No yeah. no harm. Nobody That's was good. hurt. No That's car bad. accidents or anything. Everything was fine. So. All right. So your next one is, where's Wally? Wandering celebrity walrus was spotted in Iceland. I didn't know that Wally was a famous walrus until this, but apparently there's a famous walrus named Wally. Fun. Who found his fame during his travels around Europe, and he's been spotted in Iceland more than, like... It was like more than five hundred and fifty miles from his last known location. Dang. Um, but like he hadn't been seen for a while, so they weren't sure what happened. Is that to him.
1: common for the what is it again? Is it's a walrus? A walrus? Is mm-hmm. that common for walruses to move that long, that I far don't
0: distances? Think so. He I just, really for don't some know reason, because he became pretty famous, like traveling around Europe, as it says, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't seen for a while. So, so he then a, he like popped up does in he Iceland. Have
1: like a distinctive look.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're able to like match like certain marks on his flippers and things okay. to be like, hey, that's Wally. Okay. <laughs> and, like he kind of shows up and people see him. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so they think he's on his way home to the Arctic, but they're not really sure because he's just
1: wandering, wandering.
0: But they're all super happy that he's still alive and on the yeah, move, and that's he cool. seems to be doing well. Yeah. <laughs> so. But he, after a while, just kind of popped up in Iceland and was like, hey, I'm over here now. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh.
1: I'm still here.
0: Yeah, but more than 550 miles from, like, his last known location. Uh And then he just pops up out of nowhere and they're like, oh, oh, Wally. Hey, Wally. So. Where's Wally? The wandering celebrity walrus (laughs) shows up in Iceland and they're assuming he's on his way home. Not a sentence
1: I expected I'd be hearing today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm giving you, like, the titles of the articles, and then I'm giving the you like titles, uh-huh, and, then and then I'm the giving you like details. the little brief, brief bits. I like it. You doing okay? Mm-hmm. okay. Just adjusting my foot. <clears throat> nice. Since so the puppy's not there to lay on it, yeah, he's over there doing yeah. his husky tuck mm-hmm. with his not super bushy tail, but he's mm-hmm. cute because mm-hmm. he's half husky. Yeah. See <laughs> his blue. Mm-hmm. All right, so this one's a good one. Long-tailed bat wins New Zealand's bird of the year contest oh nice (laughs) fun fact though bats Bats are mammals (laughs) no they're mammals (laughs) (laughs) but New Zealand only has like two native species of mammal I think on their in like on their island which I didn't realize that but when I was reading that article that's what they said like there's only like a couple like actual mammals that are native to New Zealand okay Um, Is this bat one of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's, like, also, like, the short-tailed bat. (laughs) So it's, like, two
1: bats. Are there only mammals that are native?
0: I think so. I didn't, like, fully look into that or anything, but that's, like, what it kind of said, and that's why it'll make more sense But they, like, included the bat in this contest because they're, like, land mammal contest just doesn't seem as thrilling when there's only, (laughs) like, two. (laughs) Yeah. But they have a bunch of birds. Well, so,
1: well, anyone from New Zealand who's listening, I, tell us if we're wrong.
0: Yes, please. I don't know. I'm sure I'll learn when I finally do some more animals yeah. from New Zealand. But yes, tell us that's right. There's only
1: two mammals that are native to New Zealand.
0: Yes, I will also double check if you don't want to. I will.
1: <laughs> We'd love to hear from you anyway. Yes, but...
0: I would. Please, New Zealand, tell me if I'm right or wrong. So,. Or, I guess, if the person who wrote this article is right or wrong. <laughs> I'm just basically copying most of the things people have already said. I'm not plagiarizing. I'm summarizing. <laughs> nope. Okay. So, here's what... This one's a longer article because it's just really funny. Um, so, there's a quote and it says, We certainly ruffled some feathers. <laughs> um, which is what the person who's in charge of... the the advisor at Forest and Bird, a conservation group that organizes the annual online contest for the Bird of the Year contest for New Zealand. Um, So the goal of this contest and the vote is to raise awareness of the country's native species that are under threat. Or maybe it's just those are the ones under threat that are native to New Zealand. So maybe there's more mammals native to New Zealand, but not Mm. as many of them are under threat. Maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. You can let me know, New Zealand, if you're listening.
1: We know you're listening.
0: <laughs> sounds so creepy.
1: <laughs>
0: I know you're listening.
1: We know you're listening, New Zealand.
0: <laughs> so tell me. Um, what animal do you want me to talk yes. about next, New We'll have New a Twitter
1: finished setting up good soon, too, so you can tweet at us.
0: Yes. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> the bat doesn't tweet. It's not a bird. <laughs> anyways so the goal is to raise awareness of the animals under threat um when anyone in the world can participate in like casting their vote for this contest so like we could back here in the usa oh cool Uh uh-huh um but the majority of voters are people in new zealand sure um so a person involved in it is ben paris who pushed for the bats inclusion on the ballot said he was super surprised by the level of support the creature received during the two-week voting period, which ended um, on a Sunday. I don't know when this was, but within the last year. Um, It defeated more than 70 bird species, most of which had their own campaign managers and even got, like, the backing of New Zealand's environment ministry. That's Um, fantastic. So New Zealand was really, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's fantastic. Um. So Pear said that New Zealand's bat faces many of the same challenges as its birds, including habitat loss, climate change, and the introduced predators like rats, cats, and stoats and possums. The long-tailed bat has declined in numbers and is now super rare. That they're not really clear how many are left, so they're just. I, don't know. I think last year's winner was maybe the kakapo which we had an episode talking about the kakapo, <clears throat> or it was involved in this list at some point. I'm not sure, but I remember reading about it at one point during this article. Um, anyways, but the bats face a lot of the same challenges as the birds, which is why it's kind of important that they felt needed to involve it, even though it's a mammal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bats are very like essential to their ecosystem and we need to make like, they need to make sure that they're protecting them as much as they can it's actually really small. It's like the size of somebody's thumb, and its oh. wingspan is the size of a person's hand. Oh, so they're like tiny little bats. Mm-hmm.
1: How long are their tails?
0: <clears throat> no idea. I didn't Come research on. the animal. We
1: called the long-tailed bat.
0: Yeah, but there's also a short-tailed bat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder how long that tail is, <laughs> okay, honey. Oh look!
0: I'll look! How long is a Chinese? How long is <laughs> a Long tail so how long is a long? Um
1: New the long tailed bat. Yeah, click on that.
0: It's Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, I like know. Wikipedia. It's a good place to find other sources. Doesn't have it under the description.
0: No. I did not. They're so cute. Oh no, they are cute. The Echo location calls. Long tail bats
1: are smaller than short tailed bats. Leave to only produce one offspring per year.
0: They only weigh 8 to 11 grams.
1: Dang. Comply at 60 kilometers per hour.
0: They have low frequency echolocation calls. Dang. That frequency is 40 hertz.
1: 60 kilometers per hour and they only weigh 8 to 11 grams.
0: Holy cow.
1: I don't have a calculator. I need a calculator. I guess I just need my phone because. Or your phone.
0: It doesn't tell me.
1: Well, I am gonna figure out how fast they fly in miles per hour. Will that
0: satisfy you enough? Yes, that'll satisfy me enough.
1: Um, It was sixty kilometers per hour to miles per hour. It's like thirty-seven miles per hour. Dang! That's so fast. It's so little to go that fast. That's crazy.
0: Well, they still don't look like they have very long tails.
1: Scientists and your dumb naming.
0: Maybe they're little little bits of a tail or something.
1: Scientists are so bad at naming things.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's scientific name makes more sense. Who knows? Anyway. Anyways. But the long tail bat won the bird of the year contest. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. <laughs> which they were like there's so much controversy of like people were so upset by it because it's a bat not a bird right. but the whole point is to raise awareness so them talking about it is raising awareness so their people the behind it people aren't are mad. Are mad they're the fact like that
1: people are mad about it when you're like it's doing its job
0: exactly it's raising awareness of this animal <laughs> it's great your next story camel causes chaos after fleeing kansas nativity scene
1: They almost could have done a really good alliteration for that whole time. They
0: really could have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Officers and animal control spent all of Sunday trying to wrangle a runaway camel, um, which escaped Saturday night. Uh, The camel was part of a live drive through nativity display, um, and at one point, the camel ran around a golf course sparking like a golf cart pursuit in which the officers learned just how fast camels can run, which is 40 miles per hour. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, and then by the time the wanderer camel was caught, it had taken a stroll down the highway, visited some nearby neighborhoods. Um, but then it was finally taken safely back into custody by lasso. Um, nice. And then it was re- reunited to its owners and like doing, and it went back to doing its camel things. Um, but the person who caught it by lasso was like, "Why don't they teach us, us Like teach this, uh, teach us this in school? <laughs> like in awesome. police training things? Like so the guy
1: who did it didn't really know how, or I
0: think he did, or, he did. or she. I'm like... not sure if it and was a he or like... she, but it was an officer. Like got out of the car, oh, ran after it, and That's lassoed it. <laughs> and they're like, they are like, they need to teach us this in school, or like yeah. in
1: like, the teach academy. This. Like, That's
0: how to fantastic. lasso.'" So they were able to catch it with the lasso and return it. And the camel's totally fine. It went back to its normal things. So, So. yep. An album of endangered bird songs flies up the charts in Australia. This is super cool. So (laughs) the 54 track album was created to coincide with the release of a book called The Action Plan for Australian Birds by the Charles Darwin University and Bird Life of Australia. So it's an an album track with 54, or an album with 54 tracks on it, all with, like, bird sounds of, like, mm. their endangered birds of Australia. Oh, cool. And it got so popular on the radio, it soared past big names like Taylor Swift and Michael Buble, and it featured, like, an album, like, featured the most, in Australia's most endangered birds, and it was... Number Three in the Australian Recording Industry album chart since its release date, which was on December third, so it was like released on December third and within like days it like soared to number three Dang. on like third cool. Is't that crazy? Yeah, just these birds
1: That's great.
0: <laughs> um, so the proceeds from the sales of the album will be donated to the Bird Life Office Birdlife Australia which is one of the country's biggest like bird conservation organizations. Um, it's called Songs of Disappearance, and it features a bunch of, obviously, 53 different birds, like 53 different endangered birds. Some of them are the Indian Ocean Red-tailed Tropic Bird, the Eastern Grey Plover Swift Parrot, orange, Orange-Bellied Parrot, and some of the vulnerable migratory shoebirds, such as the Far Eastern Curlew, the bar-tailed godwit and many, many more. The only two singers that were able to beat it that got number one and two was Adele and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> 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 They're the only two that beat the birds. Oh, that's
1: fantastic.
0: <clears throat> so, pretty cool though. Mm-hmm. That's like people who like released it and did this whole thing we were like really surprised by how supportive the people of Australia were and like how Mm -hmm. excited they actually were that this bird songs were like soaring to the top of the charts Mm -hmm. shows that they care cool thanks yep but they care honey the people care about animals
1: good we already knew that it's true that's why we did this that's it's why true. you did this.
0: Because I love animals and I like learning about them. And <laughs> all these stories are so fun. <laughs> um, your next story is fish fell from the sky in East Texas. Oh. <laughs> um, so what appeared to be young white bass measuring less than a half a foot could be seen scattered across like around the dealership, a dealership's parking lot. Um, huh. So this random phenomenon is known as animal rain and it does occur occasionally not super common but it has been known to happen um it hasn't been super studied so they're not really sure what specifics cause it but scientists have a few theories and like how it can happen um and it's been known to happen and they like went over a few like other incidences like with frogs and tadpoles Mm -hmm. and other fish but (laughs) so some fish were basically picked up from one area and dumped in a different area, and it rained fish. That's fantastic. And a bunch of people were like, that's not possible. Like, <laughs> but what? they have, like, footage of it.
1: That's so great.
0: <laughs> and the people are like, it's raining fish. And the people are like, no, it's not. And then there's, like, fish falling. They're like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't small fish. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. So.
0: yeah, So <laughs> it rained fish in that's Texas. That's so
1: funny. <laughs> it's like some sort of... <coughs> tornado or something. Sucks some fish Sometimes,
0: up. yeah. It is like a tornado thing and then what was the other they one? they get
1: stuck in the clouds until they drop.
0: I think it's just when the tornado like sucks it up and then moves and then just drops because of the way the
1: wind. I don't know. Crazy.
0: Weather. Yeah. You can talk to them.
1: Or it sucks them up and then just launches them a couple miles.
0: <laughs> Those
1: poor <away>. fish. <laughs>
0: Those poor animals just get chucked. Uh, Ooh. They'd be they'd be mush by the time they <laughs> I guess it depends on how far flying they fall. Fish. Flying fish, a different kind of flying fish. Alright. <clears throat> Your next one is dogs understand foreign language. Cool. That's it. Just kidding. Um so <laughs> I
1: feel like I kind of do that. <laughs>
0: So brain scans from 18 different dogs showed that in some pups' brains, um, they lit up differently depending on whether the dog was hearing words from a familiar language or a different one, which they basically can detect if you're, like, their own human, um, their owner, if they're speaking a language, like, their normal language, or if they're speaking a different one. And they recognize it the same way as humans do when we hear a different language. Mm. Like, we can just be like, that's not... English or that's not Spanish, you know they're like Huh. Yeah. So they recognize it. And they found that they can detect speech and distinguish languages without any explicit training. So they don't need to be taught to like recognize different languages. And the research showed that dogs learn from their social environment when even when we don't like teach them directly, so we just as dog owners, whoever's dog owner, It says to just continue involving your dog and your family and give them opportunities to continue learning. So, Cool. But it can be useful for dogs, like, if they, like, as guard dogs, like, when it showed, like, sometimes that they can be more on alert when they hear a different language, that they're like, that's not right. You know, like, if they hear people speaking a different language, they're a bit more on guard. (laughs) So, And then they also found that dogs, I think, with – longer snouts and older dogs recognize it and like register it a lot better and faster than the younger ones and the ones with shorter snouts and they're not sure why the snout size yeah. changes it but they can understand why the age would
1: right <clears throat> so. very interesting mm-hmm. well there's some fun facts for Hayden uh, hidden in alexandria <laughs>
0: there you go they got their,
1: was it from south korea <laughs> they adopted japan or? i thought it was korean but maybe it was i don't
0: Japan's. remember
1: anyway so. Foreign country, they yeah. adopted a dog,
0: yeah,
1: and they're saying that it like didn't know any commands because it was in whatever language yep. that they came from, and yeah. so they even like looked up some stuff and they would try it with uh, their native language, and he the dog would like notice and up uh-huh. a little bit more because when they it would recognize it in their language, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So. If you speak multiple languages, just speak multiple languages to your dog, and they're going to pick up all that language. And It's going to be normal for them. It's going to be part of their mm-hmm. understanding. Cool. So, yeah, pretty cool. So if we randomly just start speaking Spanish, they'd be like, what the heck you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Because even though they recognize us in our voice, be like, they, they would recognize like that words. those are not our normal like speech patterns. Because right. even if we say foreign words that are still e- new English words, they're still gonna recognize it as right. English, but because it follows our normal peach, speech speech pattern. Interesting, mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. So, like other people that speak yeah. English, they're like, "I oh, English," but then other people that speak like not, they're like, "That's not, that's not. I don't n- different." <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> cool. Yep. Um, your next one is Israeli scientists teach a goldfish to drive a robotic car on land.
1: Nice.
0: So, they started this article off with the two jokes of two fish are in a tank, and one of them's like, how do you drive this thing? Right. <laughs> then one fish, fish now knows how to drive it.
1: <laughs> one turned to the other and said, like, how do you
0: drive this thing? Like, so, like this. hmm So, they have um, the camera in the fish-operated vehicle, and it uses motion sensing technology to send a signal to one of its four wheels where ev- whenever a fish swims close to that side of the fish tank. And then over time, the fish learned that their movements would correspond with the movements of the vehicle. So they weren't like, yeah. Anyways, the fish was then successfully trained to reach pink, like a pink target at the opposite end of the room and return Mm. for Mm. fish food, a fish food reward. And they could do this repeatedly and even with obstacles in their way. So they knew how to get to this target and return in order to get a treat. And uh, so six fish took part in the study, and the biggest fish measured about seven inches and weighed no more than, like, 4.2 ounces. And each fish received ten driving lessons. And then the fishes were named after characters from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, and they said that Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley were the two most outstanding stars. Um, And the study also just... Further helps to debunk and disprove the myth that fish lose their memories after a few seconds, like goldfish. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they figured out how to drive it by being in the tank and then like swimming in a certain way, and then the camera being like, oh, they're over here, and so drive that way, and then the fish be like, what? And then figure it out. They figured it out on their own, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we're taught how to get treats. Are you the
1: one who taught me that fish recognize their owners? Probably. Yeah, they can... I mean, they did an episode their, on goldfish. Right, They see their owners through the mm-hmm. tank and they recognize them. Yeah,
0: they'll get more excited. Mm-hmm. You can also teach them how to jump through hoops.
1: Yeah, so. That'd be so fun mm-hmm. to
0: do. But now you can teach them how to drive <laughs>
1: it's like a little that,
0: fish-operated tank. Like,
1: uh, there's a big trend on uh, Twitch.tv, the streaming website. Um, a lot of gamers stream them playing games on it. Um, there was a trend where one guy set up a thing said Twitch plays Pokemon. And so it was just Pokemon, and they had it tied to the chat inputs from users, from people watching. And you could type commands, and it would do those commands. And eventually, they actually beat Pokemon
0: nice. that way.
1: So then somebody started doing it with a goldfish.
0: Oh. They
1: just put a layout on the screen... And with different directions in different quadrants of the fish tank, and wherever the fish would go, it would do that thing. Nice. Um, I don't know if that one ever beat it, and I don't know if they ever like randomized where the controls were in order to, if they ever got stuck or something. I don't know. But crazy. But yeah, it was a fun little experiment. That fun. I don't know whatever came of it. But,
0: still fun. Yeah. Getting fish to do funny mm-hmm. things because they're fish. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Oh, and they also in the study because of that they learned that fish like goldfish or fish in general are still capable of navigating like when you take them out of like the ocean or their lakes or whatever and put them on land they're still capable of figuring out how to navigate things
1: interesting like
0: even on like their opposite right you know because the fish still figured out how to navigate around on ground like yeah it was in a fish tank but it was on wheels on they land got, they, figured they out still figured out how, how
1: to if they can't go up and down they can just go uh-huh they still figure out how to navigate
0: footprints. on land even though they're from the water yeah. so like because of that they were like whoa cool. so yeah yeah pretty cool they're smarter than people think
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay so we're about halfway your next story is is uh, about a rat. Actually, since mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about how big rats get, mm-hmm. this rat is also a large rat, but it's like meant to be a large rat. <laughs> the size of this kind of rat, you you've seen Narnia Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. the uh, Prince Caspian one, where they have like those rats that are like the soldiers, and think, they're like uh, big rats. We mm-hmm. Well, it's always like rats are never that large. Rats are actually that large. <laughs> this specific rat. <laughs> is like meant to be like a large rat it's like the size of a small cat <laughs> um <clears throat> okay so your title of this article is hero rat renowned for record-breaking cambodian or cambodia landmine detect detection dies so oh. he dies but the things he accomplished in his life is insane and he i think lived to be like eight which for a rat is pretty good Um, So he's an African giant pouched rat, or also the Gambian pouched rat. They're big. I'll show you a picture of them. They're actually really cute.
1: Hmm. Yeah, they're kind of cute.
0: They're huge.
1: Yeah, that's a big boy.
0: Like, they, like, wear little harnesses and leashes. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Uh Uh-huh. That's great. They literally have harnesses and leashes because they're just that large. People walk their rats. That's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. So... Background is, an estimated 5 million landmines were laid in Cambodia during a civil war in the Southeast Asian country from 1975 to 1998, and mainly in the northern region along the Thai border, leaving agricultural land unsafe to farm and impacting communities and livelihoods. So, more than 386 square miles of land are still contaminated. Which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really sad because they could use that yeah. for so many things. Um, yeah. So they actually like created this program um, and trained all these rats to basically sniff out the mines cool. and the bombs and things. and they, So like they could clear them safely because um, they can do it a lot faster. So <clears throat> this rat, oh, his name is Magwa. Magwa? M-A-G-A-W-A. Magwa?
1: Magua,
0: Magwa. Magua. So, oh, announcing sound. the rat's retirement in June of last year, so 2021, I believe. <clears throat> um, I think it was June of 2021. Sure. I don't know, because this could have been published <clears throat> in 2022, because it was... I'm doing stories from April of 2021 to April of 2022, is what right. these stories are, so mm-hmm. it kind of overlaps. Anyways, but they, the the uh, APOPO said in a news release that Magua had found 71 landmines and over 38 unexploded ordinances, making him the most successful mine clearing rat. Cool. Over his five year career, he helped to clear more than 225 thousand square feet of land. In it, um, and then the creature was eight by the time he died the equivalent of 100 in human years. So he lived for a rat yeah. for a long time, and he... He was
1: good at his job and He was really good
0: because and... he was the most successful. Um, so great. how this program works is that using their excellent sense of smell and memory, rats can re- like search an area the size of a tennis court within 30 minutes, something that would take a human with a metal detector up to four days. So the charity that trains the creatures... Um, also started to train them how to detect deter- tuberculosis. Oh cool. Right? Tuberculosis detecting rats. Yeah. <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. Um so because of also Magwa's Magwa's I don't know, I'm sorry. Um because of his like o- amazing accomplishments he was awarded a gold medal for his life-saving work by the people's Displ- dispensary dispensary yeah. For Sick Animals, a British veterinarian charity in 2020, and he was the first rat to have received this award, which cool. he was very on point for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he, he did it. a lot of cool That's stuff. That's awesome. So, it's a pretty cool this rat. it
1: makes me think of that one TikTok channel I found of uh, that dog, the diabetes dog. Oh, yeah. That's the sugar crazy, level one. Uh-huh.
0: Because yeah, the cause dog can high
1: detect low if her
0: sugar, levels are, if too her high sugar or low. levels are
1: too high or too low, like five minutes before any medical device could. Mm-hmm. And she has like a medical device on her that yeah. is constantly checking. But So the dog will like, if the dog notices, the dog will like boop her with his nose. And so then she'll put her hand out and the dog will nudge the hand up if it's too high or push it down with her paw if, if it's too, too low. And then she can adjust accordingly.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also trained to, like, get help if she and passes yeah, out. And she's yeah, always doing, like, video practice of her, runs. Yeah, doing
1: a practice run in a, at a mall she's or at a, a store. a few different places that yeah. she'll do practice runs. Do and practice it'll just, runs.
0: like, get the nearest person. Like, we'll My go find out. the nearest
1: person and, like, hey, come here. Mm-hmm. My person's passed out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool Service dog. dogs are cool. Service animals are super cool. Yeah. So. Cool. Well... On that really awesome rat note, we're going to uh split this up into two-parter because there's a lot of other really cool years worth of animal news that I just want to share with everyone. Awesome. So this will be the end of part one. Be sure to join us next week for part two. Yeah. And continue to learn more about what happened over the last year with animals. Yeah. So thanks for joining us everyone. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, Animal Lovers, and also thank you to my special guest this week. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so I can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. I would love to hear from you. Your stories, your experiences, any suggestions you might have. Also, I would love to see any fun, cool art you guys do. You can email them to me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram for updates, cool art, and other fun animal-related news. Click the link in the description for the resources, the donation links to saving the different animals we talk about, merchandise, and other fun things. A special thank you to my family for my really fun drum rolls, my best friend Jewel for my awesome music, and to my guests for joining me in my animal passions. Thank you again, animal lovers, for listening and supporting me in my animal discoveries and adventures. And until next time, bye! Okay, here's your random fact. I'm
1: ready.
0: The U.S. Air Force, or Space Force, sorry. The U.S. Space Force hired a horse... And this is the catch thing is, to boldly go where rockets cannot, the beach. (laughs) 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 Um, So the Space Force hired a horse, and I think he, his name is Ghost, and he works with a few other horses, but he's like a military working horse. Mm -hmm. He's not going to space because horses won't do well in space. Um, But his job is actually, (laughs) yes, his job, so his name is Ghost, and his job is to basically uh be a beach cop <clears throat> so okay. he um he and his other little memp colleagues um help the humans to explore and keep these beaches mm-hmm. in this one area super safe to protect the species um the protect like many protected species on these beaches from any intruders that might pose a threat to them like fish and other species there um So they help clean up the beaches, they write citations, they chase off hunters, and they just keep these beaches clean and safe for all of the species. So he's a working horse. Cool. That's owned by the Space Force to keep the beaches safe for other species.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Way to go, Ghost. Plus he's a horse, so he's really fast.
1: So... Why is the Space Force interested in keeping it clean? Um, why do they care? Why is it the Space Force that's in charge of this? I love it, <laughs> but I don't understand why they... So it says the ones. United
0: States Space Force has a new recruit in their mission to keep planet Earth safe. His name is Ghost, and he likes to go clip-clop on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> He's a five-year-old Mustang. He was inherited from the U.S. Air Force. And, uh, he's working on, like, a chunk of land on the California coast that's roughly the same size as New York's Central Park, so it's a huge area, and it's just easier for horses to cover that much space.
1: So it's because the Space Force is protecting Earth, that's why. Yes. That's the reason. Okay. Interesting. That's fun. Yep.
0: So we enforce fish and game laws, and the horses help us walk off the, help us walk off the beaten path to complete, complete our missions. So that's fun. They're able to help injured or hurt hunters or animals, or lost hunters, and they just help keep endangered or threatened species safe in their borders when control when on patrol, that are um that motor vehicles just have too difficult of a time going around plus it's more safe for horses to be in that environment than a bunch of motor vehicles like four wheelers or anything like that so the horses have a smaller like ecological footprint than other things so they're super helpful to the program yeah because they want to peep they want to (laughs) peep They want to uh, keep Earth safe. They want to peep. They want to peep. <laughs> they want to keep Earth safe. So that's... Very cool. That is that. I like it. Thanks, Ghost and <laughs> Space Force. <laughs> so yeah, great. that's great. <laughs>